Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Beatrice Dixon with the Honeypot Company. Welcome, Beatrice. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. Uh, before we get too far into things, for the few people out there who don't know about the Honeypot Company, why don't you let people know what you got going on? The Honeypot Company is a plant-based feminine hygiene company. Uh, we focus on women's daily and monthly needs, so we we you know we really span out. We do external washes, wipes, pads, tampons, um, and we sell in Target, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS and a multitude of retailers across the United States. Now, tell us a little bit about um, your entrepreneur journey. How'd you get started as an entrepreneur? I got started as an entrepreneur out of the mother of invention being necessity. I had a an infection that I couldn't get rid of. I literally, um, I had it for almost a year. And, you know, nothing that I did worked. But finally, one night, my grand, well, one morning, I should say, my grandmother came to me in a dream and she told me what to do. And I did it. And when I woke up, basically, she handed me a piece of paper and it had a list of ingredients. And when I woke up, I wrote it down. I made it within a couple of days and everything that I was dealing with went away after that. So um, how do you kind of explain that to yourself, that uh, occurrence? I explain it to myself precisely the way that it happened. You know, I'm, I'm eternally grateful that my grandmother thought enough of me to meet me in another dimension because um, my grandmother died when my mother was very young and, um, and tell me what to do to heal my body. So, you know, she told me that in the dream, she told me that, that she had been walking with me and watching me dealing with what I was dealing with for a while and she just wanted to help me to get some healing, and that's what she did. So I just reconcile with it precisely the way that it happened. I don't I don't try to make it any more or less of what it is, you know. Now, had you you had never met your grandmother? I had never met my grandmother. My grandmother died when my mother was young, way so, before I was even thought of. So when this was happening, did you instantly recognize her? I recognized her because of pictures. And me and my mother look a lot like her. So, yes, I did recognize her. So you were comfortable. She told you something. You wrote it down and then followed it as she uh, recommended and got kind of uh, miraculous results. Exactly. That's exactly how it happened. And then when that happens, so there was never a doubt of, should I take this seriously? This was just very kind of matter of fact, this this happened and um, I'm because you must have had other dreams throughout your life where people have spoken to you, or no, was this the first time that something like this ever happened? I've had other dreams where I've had ancestors come and visit me, but I've never in my life, even even all the way up until now, have I ever have I ever had a dream that was this clear and this concise? Right? This this was like this had a level of clarity to it that I had never experienced before. So. It has happened to me before, but just never, never in a way that that was as clear and concise as this was. So when that happened and you write it down and um, 
you just, I guess you mixed this concoction together and then tried it. And was it instant? Like you were like, oh, this is relief. This is definitely, I'm going to keep doing this. It was instant. I I instantly said, oh, I'm going to make this into a company. Wow. And then, um, Mm -hmm. so at the point, so now it's working on you. So you feel confident. Um, Did you have any trepidations of having somebody else try it where, you know, that, you know, they're not related to your grandmother that this, you you know that, Hey, it worked for me. I don't know if it's going to work for a stranger. Well, what, what I did was I I gave it away for like a year and a half. So I I just gave it away to friends, um, friends of friends. And, (laughs) and, um, and what was happening is a lot of those people were having the same results that I was. Cause I didn't want to just put it in a bottle and sell it. I had to make sure that it worked for other people. Plus I had to kind of perfect the formula, right? Like I, I had just made it for myself. Um, you know, but, but it's kind of like with cooking or with anything else, you know, you, you don't just, you don't just make something and just put it out into the world. You have to try it first and then, you know, get, get other people's results. And so I gave it away to hundreds of people before I sold a bottle. And did you, so that was kind of a market test. Uh, did you ever take it like to a, a lab or a scientist to say, Hey, what is making this work? Or did you? Yes, I did eventually. Yes. So, so at some point um, there was more structure around the formula, I guess, in order Absolutely. to replicate it. Yeah. When we, when we got into target, it had to come out of the kitchen. <laughs> not your um, kitchen so, anymore <laughs> like it had to come out of like yeah a, it, had, it like, had to it had to come out of the kitchen when we got into target is when we you know is when we is when we went to a manufacturer and we started working with chemists and then they 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 made the made the formula in a way that that it needs to be made for um you know for mass production then that, you know that's when we did a clinical trial as well now, when it's going through those stages, um, is this still like kind of your thing that you're working, I guess, on the side at one point and then it became a full-time endeavor? Yeah, it wasn't full-time for me until 2018. Um, once we were actually well into Target is when I went full-time. We and got that, into Target in 2017. So now, how did that relationship kind of blossom? That came about because the buyer had heard about us through, um, through a mutual contact and, um, and she just reached out through email and when she, we, she reached out and we got back and we met with her a few times and, you know, and then we just, she, she expressed an interest in bringing our brand into the store and, um, and, and it just, it took a year, you know, we had to go through all the same channels and jump through all the hoops of fire that everybody else does, but it just takes time, you know, but yeah, it, it took a lot of time, a lot of paperwork, a lot of money, you know, uh, raising capital, doing all those things, um, you know, but it, it just takes time. There's, there's not really no other way around it. Now it sounds like throughout the process, you've had a lot of kind of um, positive encouragement from a variety of either dreams and people and uh, companies, um, there had to be some downs too. Like how did you kind of navigate the, uh, the ups and downs of doing something like this? 
the ups and downs of doing business, there's not really much ways around that, is there? It's just like, it's just life. You know, you, you, you can't get around the ups and downs. That's impossible. So you just, you roll with them. You know what you can control. You know what you can't. Um, you know, and wh whatever you can, <laughs> you know, you kind of have to die to and then put parameters in place that make it a little easy for you, you know, easier the next time around so that you're not running into the same situation. Well, some people go through uh, a challenge like this and starting a company is definitely a challenge and they hit roadblocks. And for some of them, they're like, okay, this is too hard. They're out. But for whatever reason, you decided to keep kind of going boldly forward and not letting any type of setback kind of get in your way. Like, is the dream that strong, the belief in what you got going on so strong that it just gets you through that? Like, what do you attribute that resilience to? I mean, look, I, I mean, I have employees, I have co-founders, I have family that relies on me. I have, I have responsibilities. There's no... And there's no plan B. So, you know, so I, for me, like if I made a decision, I'm going with my decision. I'm doing what I said I was going to do. I, I don't, but that's just who I am. I, I don't, um, I'm black or white. I don't waver. You understand what I'm saying? Once I make a decision that this is what I want to do, I'm doing it and I'm, and I'm committed to it. And so you know, I, I, but I think that that's in you. I don't, you know, I, I don't, that's not anything that I've been taught. That's just in my blood. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think in order to be a leader, uh, you have to have that kind of, um, like burn the boats behind you kind of attitude <laughs> that we're going yeah. boldly yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we're, we're we're here now. That's, that's how it. I feel. Exactly. You know? And there's yeah. a there's a book called "The Obstacle Is Is the Way," and what that means yeah. is that everything in front of you isn't really in front of you. It's just you're going to have to get around it as part of the path to get to where you're going. It's not yeah. there to to disrupt you. It's there just part of the path. So don't complain about it. Just figure out a way around it. Yeah, that's by Ryan Holiday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I um, I'm a bit of a stoic, so yes, I, I'm with you. <laughs> it sounded I was hearing some stoic uh, attitude yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, now, do you? Well, speaking of stoicism, a little bit that I don't know if everybody embraces that. Do you find uh, that that's a good trait for entrepreneurs? I do find that it's a good trait for entrepreneurs. Um, you know, because the, the more if. The more, the longer t a bit of time that your company is around, the more employees you have, the more investors you've taken in, the more time that it takes, the more, uh, just the more of everything, right? You've asked for that to be there. So there has to be a level of responsibility um, that, that, that you're not going to try to alter the things that you can't change, right? You're going to be here right now because that's the only place you can be. Um, and, and the fact that nothing lasts forever because it doesn't. Right. Um, so yeah, like, I think that those traits are extremely important for being an entrepreneur because it requires a higher, I don't, I hate to say higher 
because I don't really believe in levels. I just think that it requires a, 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 a level or a measure of thought that, um, that can really roll with the punches however they come, right? Or, or play the cards however they're dealt. Um, because, you know, you just never know what's going to come. You never know what's going to show up. You never know what failure is going to happen. You never know if, if, um, if, if a building is going to get burned. You just don't know, right? There's no, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow or even in the next hour, right? So you, you really just have to be there prepared and ready um, for whatever the outcome is. And, and when you're a business owner, you're literally pulling something out of thin air. In my case, I took something that was in my, that came to me in a dream, that one product has morphed into over nearly 50 products, right? Yeah. I have to pull things out of my mind, which is out of thin air in a way, and make them real, and then have people to execute on that. Um, and so there's no way that I can't afford to practice stoic or stoicism um, as a spirituality in a way, or just a way of life, um, you know, whether you call it that or not, for me, there's no other choice. And I, I definitely believe that, um, that, that it does require a level of stoicism to be able to handle your business in a way that doesn't make you crazy. Well, I agree. And that, and that's, uh, I think the ability to separate what you can control from what you can't control is a, is a great way to keep someone sane. Uh, because if you get all crazy about, um, things you can't control, then that's going to seep into a lot of places that you don't want it to. Yeah. And you're wasting your time. Right. So um, I, I look at also entrepreneurship as kind of uh, an art form because entrepreneurs create something from nothing. And uh, I think there's some magic to it. And I think that it requires a lot of faith and belief in oneself and a future that doesn't exist yet. So um, congratu congratulations to all the success that you've built in your, um, in your business and in your kind of the legacy you're leaving behind. Can we talk a little bit about that legacy? Because as a woman of color, um, what you're doing, I believe, is is inspiring other people and you're you're kind of giving them a roadmap to success. How important is that to you? That's extremely important, not not just for humans of color. Uh, humans of color are definitely within the within the pathway of, of, of um, why I want to be successful. Um, you know, and the, the reason why people of color, specifically women of color, why that's so such a passion place for me is because of the disparities that happen in capital. Right. Part of part of the disparity that's happening in the world of venture capital is um, because they're because venture capitalists, private equities funds, hedge funds, you know, the the these capitalists, they're not necessarily seeing a lot of black women entrepreneurs growing, scaling, exiting their business, right? So it's important for me for two reasons. One, because culturally I want black women to understand that you're not selling out if you exit your business. You, if anything, um, you're, you're, you're practicing a level of, um, self-preservation 
because of all the work and all the effort and potentially all the equity that you had to sell in order to get to wherever you're going to, right? Um, the reason why people exit isn't because they're trying to sell out their company. The reason why they exit is because they put so much time and effort into, into getting to that exit, right? And unless they do that exit, a lot of times you may, you may gain a, a little bit of wealth, right? But a lot of times in, in, in businesses and companies like mine, unless you exit your company, you'll, you'll make a six-figure salary, you know, right? You can, when you raise money, you can pull a little something out for yourself, right? But unless you exit your company, it's really hard to see the return on all of the investment that is not only your money, but your time, your effort, the, the faith and belief that you have to have in yourself, the energy that you have to pour into your business. I mean, I literally have to give Honeypot everything. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so the reason why I want to be successful specifically as it relates to black women is so that when that next black girl is going to sit down with that investor, right. And talking to a venture capitalist, right. And she can put in her investor deck towards the end, after she says the money that she wants to raise, she can be able to also say, I'm modeling my business after honeypot, right. If she's in the consumer package business and she consumer package goods, and she wants to go into volume retail and she wants to do all these things and she wants to show that there is a pathway to exit. There is a pathway to success as me being a Black woman-owned um, business that's growing, scaling, and wants to exit their company. That's important because when I, when I raised capital, I didn't have a Black woman-owned business to put in my deck. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, and I think that that's important because no matter what you say, humans believe through their senses. Humans believe by what they can hear and what they can see. And a part of why there's such a disparity with, with, black, with black women, it, specifically in venture capital, is because they're not, there's some BS in there. Don't make me wrong. But another part of it is that they're not, you don't necessarily see us growing, exiting, and selling our, you know, selling our businesses at the same rate that you see other people. And right. so that's why it's so important. I think it's critically important, and I think it's important. I don't think there's any shame at all in selling the company because the company isn't you. I mean, the the right. art comes from you. There's there, exactly. there there's other paths for you to go down. This isn't a, a one and done situation. If you can do this, you can do lots of things. So why limit yourself to one thing? So I don't think yeah. that that paradigm is even fair to you to even um, even consider because this isn't you. You might be it's part not. of it. You birthed it's, it, but it's not you. It's not, but people don't necessarily know that, man. You know, people see their business and they think, oh, that business is my baby. And it's like my family. And I love it because I put everything into it. Right. But the reality is your business is not your family. Your business does not care anything about you. Right. It's the humans in your business that may care. But business doesn't care. Business is commerce, it's money, it's transactions, right? And it, there can be social responsibility or, you know, there can be those things built into that business. But the point is that I want to communicate to the culture, specifically the Black woman culture, right? Is that if you exit your business, 
and you can walk away from your business with 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 million, guess what you can do? You can help you can more start people. another business. Exactly. Right? Help more people. Exactly. So it, it, it's, it, it, what it is is it's perspective and it's conditioning. And and sometimes yeah. people have self-limiting beliefs too, and that they, they do, and that gets in the way, and people can self-sabotage. But uh, I'm with you. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there, and there is an opportunity cost when you're doing one thing, you're not doing something else. So, exactly. and it might be time to hand something off to somebody and let them run with it, and let's see what they can do with it, and then while you go build some other thing, uh, or or you can just go free up. And just be retired yeah. and travel the world <laughs> and, and do, because life is not another, another principle of stoicism that I have tattooed on my fingers, right, is to learn how to die so we can live. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to know that there, there is an end for all of us. There is an end. Everything has an end, right? So... If everything has an end and I'm absolutely going to die without question, right? I have to get busy living my life and my life is not all about work. Right. So, you know, that's a part of why I must exit my business because I don't want to work the rest of my damn life. (laughs) That's silly. Right. But but it sounds like you want to serve the rest of your life. You want to help others. I do. I, I, I love humanity, you know. And you can help so, them in a lot of ways. I mean, there's lots yeah. of ways to help folks. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, congratulations on all your success. If somebody wants to learn more about The Honeypot, what's the website? Our website is thehoneypot.co. Uh, you can also get to our website from thehoneypot.com because we own both. Um, you can follow us at the honeypot co on Instagram and, and, and Twitter and all those things. Um, and if you want to figure out where to buy our products, you can go to the, to our website. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter for if anything happens, it's good for you to sign up for that. So you can be informed. The other thing is go to our store locator, put in your zip code and it'll tell you retailers that were in nearby. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. I'm grateful. Thank you for asking me to be here. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.